0: Nerdcore, rise up. It could get elevated.
1: Nerdcore, rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore. Another used to be just a head, head hangs shot. slowly Share roll is slowly taken. And the violence caused such silence, Ash can't be mistaken, but you see it's not me, it's not my family, he has two heads, he has two heads, they are fighting with their fists and their hands and their hands and his gun. He has two heads, has two heads, they are fighting. He has two heads, he has two heads, dead eyes, dead eyes, dead eyes, dead eyes. Hey, hey, he has two heads, he has two heads, dead eyes, dead eyes, dead eyes. Hey. <coughs> I-
0: I thought you were <laughs> evil dead, evil dead. I was, was going to sing along. Yeah. I started to sing along. I was like, that's not what he's doing.
1: So. I did dead. I, I should have thought of evil dead.
0: That was you should have just
1: pushed me out of the way and done that one. Oh, over here? But, uh, you know, welcome to Everyman's Guide to Nerd. And we are two 30 to 40 something year olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris.
0: Hey, and I'm Kyle. And you guys, if you want to hang out with us um, outside of just listening to us, there's links to our Discord channel in the our Discord server in the uh, show notes down below below us <laughs> below us. So uh, join that Discord's free. Don't forget your password, but Discord is free once you sign up for it. Um, we've got lots of channels that we can discuss. You know, everybody in the community community is growing every week. More people are coming in and and uh, you know welcoming them into the fold. It's not a cult, I promise. And so you guys get in, hang out, lots of we things can't to talk promise about. That. We can't. I mean, our lawyers, if we had them, would tell us. Anyway, uh, we've got, there's uh, categories for movies and games and subcategories for games and anime and wrestling and beer and ball sports and all the fun things. If you want to talk about them, all things nerdy and all things that you just may nerd and geek out about. There's something for them in the Discord. So join that, join the conversation, and... If you want to hang out with us live and in person and watch us play video games terribly every Friday and Saturday night, Chris and I stream on Twitch. You can find Chris under GuyverUnit01, 01, G-U-Y-V-E-R-U-N-T-0-1 01 on Twitch. I'm K-SIG, K underscore S-I-G. We do uh, community games on Friday night, Freaky Friday. It's a good time. It's fun. That's our, that's our big community night. We've been playing Rift Tracks lately. If you like Mystery Science Theater, watching us play Rift Tracks is not near as good. Yep. But it's as good as you're gonna get unless you actually go watch Mystery Science Theater. You know, that's your choice. Or Rift Tracks. Or Rift Tracks. Yeah, that would make also sense because that's the name of the game. I mean, if you want to go by what's aptly named. <laughs> concept, same concept. We're concept. not as we're not as good as as those guys, as Mike and the rest of them. But we're not bad. We're not terrible. We're funny.
1: We think we're funny.
0: We laugh at ourselves a lot. So we do, you know, we've been doing that. We've been playing a... Uh, Unfortunate spacemen and a lot of other big community games. Uh, sometimes up to sixteen people available to play together. So that's fourteen, not counting us. So you guys get in there and play. Saturday night we do Spooky Saturday. Spooky games and horror games, or okay games that claim to be spooky and horror, <laughs> and end up not being, and end up not being. But it's a thing. So yeah, we yes, do that. So okay. come hang out with us. Chris is uh, likely gonna be streaming off and on some through the week as summer gets here um i try to do the same through the week when i can so usually in the evenings
1: kyle more so than chris
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah chris is a slacker so
1: chris is a slacker
0: you guys uh come hang out with us it's it's good times it is but good times. but the intro the two heads if you guys aren't watching the video side of it right now the two heads may throw you off a little bit but there's other clues into the song well, actually, if you're watching the video, then you obviously... Or you, if you even read the title of the episode, then you probably know what we're talking about. But Chris, what are we talking about?
1: Evil Dead! The world Yay. of Evil Dead! The Yay. Sam Raimi-created universe of Evil Dead. Um, starring um, the amazing and iconic... I was trying to think of the best way to put it uh, for him. The, Bruce The Cameron. Groovy. The groovy Bruce Campbell, hail mm-hmm. to the king.
0: Hail to the king, baby.
1: So, yeah, Evil Dead. We're going to talk about the Evil Dead universe and just uh, everything that goes along with it. Um,
0: but there's first, Kyle, a who, is our,
1: who is our listener of the week?
0: Uh, that would be Miss Jesse. Miss Jesse oh. is our listener of the week. And what would you say, what what qualifies Miss Jesse for our listener of the week?
1: Uh. How she came up to me during our – we had our support employee luncheon this week, and she said, you know, really enjoying the podcast, and your podcast is perfect for mowing our lawn. She has, like, 22 acres, Uh and she can get through about two, and she says, you know, in one go, and she says that our podcast is the perfect length for one of those.
0: Okay. I was wondering, because you had in the notes that – Miss Jessie says, we are the perfect length for mowing the lawn. Oh,
1: uh, maybe uh, I should have reworded
0: that. Yeah, well, I was like, where? <laughs> I missed <laughs> something. <laughs> we, I thought I got rid of those pictures. Got a little yard. Okay, <laughs> so.
1: Oh, I got grubs. Mm, um,
0: Let's get that checked out. Like, yeah, I
1: probably should. But yeah, no, Um, thank you for listening, Miss Jessie, and we appreciate
0: you. Appreciate you very much.
1: So. All right, so we're talking about evil dead. Yes, um, what? what? Go ahead.
0: Um, there's been some things recently that has brought evil dead back into uh the mainstream, the mainstream, the limelight, different things. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the big things, there's two big things, two large, huge things. One Ooh. once one quite a bit huger thing and one not as huge thing but a huge thing to us thing. Uh, first not as huge thing would be Evil Dead the game that recently came out mm-hmm. which I've been having a blast playing. Chris highly recommended it. he's been talking about it non-stop since he heard about it and then he didn't get a play on release date. So that made me want to play it even more because he was injured. <sighs> he was hurt and <sighs> Chris talk you talk you, ta- you get excited about. Every game, but this game you were probably most excited about.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been excited about this game for a long time because, yeah. A, I love the Evil Dead franchise, mm-hmm. B, I love games like this. I love, my favorite games are the games you can play with your friends and the banter we have. That's like my favorite just because yeah. it's a lot of fun. And then I got to watch these assholes play it and talk about how much fun it was and when they knew I was watching to make sure I knew how much fun it was.
0: It was a, it was a really good time. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of fun with it. It's uh, asymmetric horror game, uh, five up to five player co-op, similar. Dead by Daylight. Yeah, use it loosely, similar to Dead by Daylight, and I think it's getting that that comparison because they're not. That's, that's you the think genre. Of, when you think of four v one, when you think of four survivors versus one evil dead, evil dead, evil mean, evil deader, bad, bad demon, ghosty thing. You think of Dead by Daylight. Uh, but Evil Dead, the game takes place in a way larger map over a probably s- slightly longer playtime, actually, quite a bit longer playtime. I haven't done a lot of Dead by Daylight because um, it, it, it gets to me, kinda, you kind of get kind of stuck in the loop. Uh, but there's some advancement, there's classes that you can pick from as a survivor, there's different demons that you can pick up as the killer B is the killer and there's strategy There's really good strategy that goes into it. There's leveling, there's uh, abilities and classes and uh, things that you rank up as you go through. So it's got a lot of replayability and it's got some depth to it. And there's some single player stuff that you can do. So it's got a lot of things going for it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's lore specific. Like it does things really well. There's places you visit in the game. If you take your cabin. time, and you look around, like, and you even not even noticing, like, if you just look at the map, you're like, "Oh, it's the Nobi Cabin." There's places from the movies, uh, ma- mainly Evil Dead One and Two, um, and then there are locations from the TV show, which I only watched. I think the first season. I want to go back and finish that up really oh, bad it now. Is so
1: good, it is so good.
0: So I think there's two maps in the game right now, and one reflects the movies. One reflects. Um, the TV show, mm-hmm. kind of hoping that they do a, a medieval type... Um, yeah, it's 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 already slated for later this year. Okay, cool. So, I mean, then you'd have three. Yep. And so, you would cover all the areas. But... It, so, it's just good. It's a good game. <laughs> it's so just that, good. That being out is relevant. The director of the original Evil Dead franchise, writer, director, producer, all the fun things that made all the, the cool things happen, Sam Raimi, um is recently back in the uh the nerd entertainment well the world entertainment news now with a nerd new release yep mm-hmm. yep and what's that new release
1: uh dr strange and the multiverse of madness which mm-hmm. i hear is fantastic
0: it's really good really good so those two things coming out sam directing that um we'll do an episode over doctor strange and multiverse of madness once chris watches it i don't want to ruin things for him usually i'm the one that's behind
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, feel, I feel on top now. There's there's some things from that movie would be that would be relevant in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, not too spoilery. But if you like evil, it's, it's just there's things. There's yes, things.
1: there's things. But and you all heard it here first. Kyle is the top. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I think we all knew that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, but yeah. If you guys haven't seen, On I'll record, I'll, I'll say that it's not my favorite Marvel movie. It's not like way up there, but for what it is, it's really cool. I mean, you have a Sam Raimi directed, Danny Elfman scored Marvel movie. Danny Elfman's great when it comes to scoring things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going and we talked about Danny Elfman a lot when we did our Tim Burton episode.
1: Yep, yep. We like Danny Elfman.
0: Danny, Elf- Danny Dan- Elfman of Oingo Boingo. Of Oingo Boingo. Oh, it's hard for me to say Oingo Boingo. Uh, Boingo. Dead Man's Dead Man's Party, you know. He's It's a Dead Man's and Weird Science. Weird Science and and
1: he's what like 60? Now, he's that, all those guys are on the same I think they all knew each other from college. Elfman is freaking ripped.
0: Yeah, I was looking up uh, some stuff for when I was going into uh, Multiverse That's of that. Madness. You pull out your Google and look up Danny Elfin. I think it's Coachella. If you use that search. He's phrase. 68. He's what? He's 68. What was? Where was the image that I saw? I'm looking uh, it up here. He's 68? He's 68. Holy balls. Got a new single out, Kick Me. Yeah, he... Is he really tatted up? Then I think he is. He is. Is not. Is. Yeah. I, don't know if that's I think just he is. Video. I'm pretty sure he's tatted up.
1: Living that rock and roll lifestyle.
0: Yeah. So Danny Evans is a cool, <clears throat> cool dude. I really got more into his music after Ready Player won the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As he referenced uh, Dead Man's Party in that. Danny, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the show, or Bruce Campbell or Sam. Yeah, any of you guys, if you're if you're available. So that would that would be amazing. Just get to make some time for that. But yeah, so <clears throat> there's some um things in Multiverse of Madness that that uh if you're a fan of Evil Dead, you'll appreciate. They're not like right in your face; just super subtle things. Well, actually, sometimes not so subtle, but worth worth relating the two. So that's why we say, like, we're gonna do an Evil Dead episode. We both love the movies. Um, I think they're if you're any type of B movie, horror movie, buff nerd, whatever, like these need to be in your wheelhouse to at least watch once. At least watch once to appreciate it because it I think there was so much influence that came from these movies to um, other things and that some things that just aren't as obvious. Um Obviously, you know, this we'll, we'll get into it once we go through the series, but um Evil Dead 2 really was kind of the first horror comedy mashup type movie that was leaning more towards the horror visuals, but then mm-hmm. but was very, a very self-aware <laughs> movie of what it was based Extremely on the first one.
1: Extremely
0: self-aware. And and you know, nobody better than the great Bruce Campbell to play at like nobody else could have done that, I don't think. Like he solidified his career as Ash uh, as a mighty nerd icon at that point. So it was
1: the Evil Dead was his first movie. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Evil Dead was the first for both of them because Sam and um Bruce were friends in college, I believe it was what it was. Um known each other for a while. Evil Dead was kind of their first foray into filmmaking um very low budget very low budget i'm sure sam probably oh. did something before well he did they did were some childhood murder. friends yeah he did it's a murder within the woods clockworks with so some shorts he did uh that sam did as an executive producer in like the late 70s and then evil dead comes out in 81 and they're just there's tons of facts and trivia like they did it really low budget i think the budget was like five hundred thousand dollars for the movie um ended up making making some money back with that um yeah no i'm sorry three hundred and fifty thousand dollars was the budget and the movie is still making money today when you think about the franchise as a whole that was a good investment yeah
1: it was a great investment like who would have thought that such a low? I mean, this is kind of the way it is for a lot of these that we review, like mm-hmm. this low, low budget, and I will say overacted. Oh yeah, um, indie movie would have spawned this huge cult following, this cultural phenomenon. Phenomenon, um, but. It's just kind of cool that it did this. And, you know, it it launched Bruce Campbell into the spotlight. And I even had um, the Mrs. watch it with me. I even had Tasha watch it with me. And she, um, she doesn't do scary. She jumps at Lord of the Rings. Aww. Like, she does not. But she could watch these because they're just not scary because they're so self-aware. Yeah. And we got through all three of them. So it, it they're just fun movies
0: that don't take themselves too seriously. The I I think my personal opinion, and I think this is probably shared amongst several people. They were trying to be serious with the first one. Yeah, I agree. They were one hundred percent with the original Evil Dead. I think like th- this was like a passion project. This was like a you know you got some money, bunch bunch of college and fresh out of college kids that got some movie making money. Um. One hundred percent that are trying to be serious with it, I think, and I think the the lower budget. Um, I thought the practical effects were really good. Yeah, for
1: nineteen eighty one.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, and you know, I'm a fan of practical over special anytime or yep. over CGI. Practical effects, even when they're cheesy, I like them. I like yep. them, and there there was some cool things that they they did in this. The the makeup and things are very eighties looking. Mm-hmm but
1: But I think that's that's I think that period of time late 70s early 80s that's when well I, I guess more mid 70s like for with alien and stuff too yeah when the special effects masters and the guys who did the the costuming and the makeup and stuff I think that's when it really started to hit its stride yeah um like you were saying, like I, I think you had to to compete with everyone else doing something similar like that, you had to try and make it
0: bigger and better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a there's a style, I think, with the the practical effects for the horror and like when you think of like poltergeist and um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just like any of those kind of campy horror movies that came out during that time, which were all really good in my eyes we uh, love them
1: well kyle and i love campy shit though
0: i would love to get a younger person's opinion on those early 80s late 70s campy horror movies now like maybe you we know do. who we
1: could ask who's younger hmm. shaunicus oh yeah
0: he's gonna he be would. our guinea pig
1: yeah he would so well, yeah shaunicus i don't know if shaunicus listens to the podcast That'd but matter. we'll uh we'll, we'll put- ask him
0: We'll get him on. I would like to get his opinion on that, especially these movies.
1: Yeah, we would ask Chof, but he's uh, old a meat sponge. Yeah. So and he's old, and you know, let's face it, not as smart as us.
0: I would love to get some fresh opinions on these movies because, I mean, <laughs> we know like nostalgia blurs blurs some things. You know, if you there's movies that you just absolutely love, uh, sometimes you can't get past that nostalgia to really yeah. look at them. Uh, more critically and objectively as you've gotten older and you've learned to like things. Sometimes it's better to leave things in the past and just remember them rem- and like remember liking them and leave it <laughs> at remember liking them. Like the movie House. Oh, God, with uh, Richard Null and or is it Null? Mall? Mall. The, the dude from Night Court. Yep. Um, uh, and then the mom in the like the weird Vietnam flashback, and yep,
1: yep, and then his uncle in the graveyard, and then they made house two, which was even worse. Or troll, I don't
0: think I saw troll. I watched house, I distinctly remember watching house a few times when I was young, waxwork, all those around the same
1: time period. When she
0: turned to that, like that purpley, like her neck rolled out, and she had yes, the, the she yes. Still had rings on her fingers. When yep. she, yeah, yep,
1: I guarantee you. You have seen Troll. You just don't remember it.
0: Maybe. I don't know. then I they made have...
1: Troll 2, which had nothing to do with the Troll franchise, which was terrible. And Rift Tracks actually Rift live.
0: I may have seen it. Okay. So that would have depended on a very specific time frame. And if it was on um, – it wasn't Dish Network at the time. What was it? It was like Heartland oh, or something like that. Yes, yes, and yes. If, with the and giant if my dishes. grandparents had the channel – and if I happened to be there that weekend and nobody was watching me watch the TV, there's a lot of things that had to line up for me to see certain <laughs> movies back in the day. And uh, happened to, I remember seeing House at my grandparents' house when they were out doing something in the yard. I'm like, oh, what's uh, this? I'm like, oh, yeah. Scared the shit out of you as a kid. Now you watch it and go, God, this is terrible. It didn't really scare me that much. And like the, none of the, the, okay, original Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 had a couple of good jump scares. I'll give it that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think even House really scared me as a kid. I think I I think I saw it for what it was then. Um, and I didn't even watch like like Evil Dead stuff. I didn't start watching those until like I was in college. I think I think that's when my foray into some of these movies and stuff became um, more prevalent. Like we didn't have a lot of great movies. We had okay, we had a couple of movie play, or uh, rental places. We didn't have a blockbuster where I lived at um where my dad lived there was a blockbuster we could occasionally visit but we had like a little showtime video that was showtime video like maybe an 800 square foot store you know and you would you would wasn't try in the
1: size of like a studio apartment
0: they were little they were little but you could see these movies you see you look like and and you're at the time you're picking out if you're a kid more than likely you're picking out a movie either based on a commercial that you saw or just the cover and these like the
1: serpent in the rainbow yeah
0: So like these 80s horror movies had some pretty like metal covers you know they right. were like of the time and there is no way in like the movie person they're not going to rent that yep. to some little six-year-old kid um and so trying to convince your parents like hey i want to get this movie like you look at the the covers of evil dead evil dead 2 or even army of darkness which wasn't even scary at all You look at the cover art for these movies, and they were pretty cool. Like they were like when I say they were metal, they were fucking metal. Um like the VHS covers, and that's something I'm kind of looking at right now, too. If you guys just look up the VHS covers of some of these movies, like Army of Darkness, we'll jump ahead a little bit here and then we'll kind of start getting into the timeline. The Army of Darkness movie cover itself, the VHS cover. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like The cover of of, like, if you were at the grocery store and you look over and you see these books and there's like, looks like you would see like this line of books, like, okay, that's Fabio. Okay. That's Bruce Campbell on the cover. Like this, got that really like Harlequin. Yep. Yep. You know, slutty romance novel look to it, which is amazing. I think in knowing what I know now, like when I was a kid, if I saw that, I was like, oh, I can't watch this.
1: (laughs) But then you're like, oh, I can.
0: But now, when you look back at it, and you think of how we, we keep we keep bringing up them being self aware of what the movies were, that that cover of Army of Darkness with Ash standing there with the chainsaw hand, his shirt ripped off, her half ripped like abs, and he's freaking cut. Bruce wasn't that cut for one; he probably yeah. had a little bit of a beer belly during. Oh, he was he was still slimmer then. He
1: was slim. He was during Evil Dead. Like, and just look at his face; how young he was.
0: But I mean, he's well, not. He wasn't as ripped as he is on the movie cover. No,
1: movie no, cover Ash is
0: freaking ripped, and it's just it's just very of the times. And you know when that came out, they were. And I think Bruce is very self aware too.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. He 100... he knows what made him famous and what mm-hmm. he's famous for, and he's not like an asshole about it.
0: Yeah, he's not too good about it. He like him being self aware of he's being famous for being super cheesy and overacting is great because that would be like a reality breaker for some people like, Oh, they only like me because I overact. And because I'm really cheesy, Mm -hmm. that'd be an ego buster. He embraces it. He loves it. Like he knows it. And so I think whenever that cover for army of darkness came out, I think they were just all about it. Like, yeah, this is, you know, like when we do our uh, pictures for the uh, thumbnails, and some of our intro video stuff and things like that were like, oh God, this is amazing. I think he had that that same reaction to some of the things there.
1: Um yeah, no, I agree. I just think I just like you said, I like how he's aware of it. And he's just, I've heard when you meet him, he's just an amazing guy too.
0: Oh, absolutely. There's there's very few celebrities like, man, I really want to meet them. Yeah. You know, there's, I'm just, I'm just not a, oh, I got, I have to go meet these people. Mm I have to, you know, they tell you, you hear so often, like, you you don't want to meet your heroes. Well, yeah. And you don't want to meet your heroes sometimes Mm -mm. because that can be just reality shattering. But Bruce is one of the exceptions. I would love to meet Bruce. Absolutely love to meet Bruce. Yeah, I would too.
1: Okay. So where are we? I have (laughs) no idea, dude.
0: We just started ranting and going.
1: So um, I think we're on no, we we just went through well, kinda went
0: through Evil Dead. And kinda? Evil Dead too and Army of Darkness. And we didn't
1: Okay, let's just start. Okay. Let's, Evil let's start at the beginning. Evil Dead, 1981. 1981. You can definitely tell it's a 1981. That's another good idea for a episode we need to do is like campy eighties, seventies, eighties horror movies. Yeah. I'm down. That would be fun. And like their video covers, the VHS covers. We can rank them. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um okay. So, um, 1981, Evil Dead was released 300, on a budget of $350,000, which is not a lot by today's standards. 81, that was, still, that was still quite a bit of money. That's still a pretty good little chunk of money. But you can also tell that he found a cabin. You know, they probably rented it out for like 20 bucks a night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fucking love this movie. Like, it's it's not scary. It's the the effects are kind of cheesy, but it's just fun. Well, a fun
0: fact about that cabin though is okay, so that that was the set. Your flashback. The, the my flashback. Um, it was also so they had thirteen crew members for the original the first movie. The cabin was also the crew's lodging. The cabin in the movie was also. So wait, where wait, when stayed. they were
1: when they were wrecking it, they were. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and all
1: thirteen of them in that two mm-hmm. room cabin.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, so Do you that think was they shot. Had to in... Pay
1: for repairs?
0: Probably not. Place is kind of trashed, anyways. That was shot in Tennessee. I don't remember if the original cabin is still standing. I think it's. I don't think it is. Um, but that w- that would be like a cool destination just to go see the cabin.
1: Oh, we should. Um, in Shawneek in Tennessee, or is that Kentucky?
0: I think he's in Kentucky. Uh, well, it's close. close enough.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. if it was, we could all have like a haunted weekend in that cabin.
0: So I'm I'm kind of going through like IMDB and some other things, co- pulling some cool facts, which, you know, if you guys want to do this, you go out and look it up on your own, but you want to hear us read things. So. The...
1: <laughs> While you listen to us.
0: Yeah. So the, um, in the first movie, you know, and, and we're still talking about Evil Dead 1, when they, when they find the tape describing Uh, what Dr. Noby found and like the evils that lie within that area and the warnings and all that. Um, Originally, that scene, they were supposed to be all sitting around the the tape player, smoking weed, getting high. Like that's what the original scene called for. And they did originally. Originally. All all smoke around the, the thing and get really high. And then they had to reshoot that entire scene. Because they, they were way too high. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. I
1: didn't know that.
0: Yeah. They got too high to even mm-hmm. act. Yep. Yep. And um, I remember watching some making of these movies, like the way they did some of the special effects, like the blood, I think it was like caro syrup and food coloring to give it that really kind of gummy, squishy, you know, extra viscosity in the, in the blood. Um right. You know, they had a very small crew. Um, a lot of the, um, you know, when you see some of the main characters die and then they come back, a lot of their alternate versions, their undead versions of themselves are actually other characters. I think Sam's brother played, well, was actually was in the movie. Both um, two of his, both his brothers were. Both of his brothers, and then, um, oh, here's the thing about the cabin. I'm going to read this while I found it. So it was filmed in a real-life abandoned cabin. Properties owner granted the production crew to lease the cabin under the condition that any modifications made for filming were to be undone um the crew kept their promise the only thing that remained in the cabin was the fireplace that was specifically built for the film oh so the guy got a got a fireplace out of the deal not a bad thing <laughs> you
1: believe that mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: so flash fact
1: sam's I don't know both his brothers, but I know his brother Ted is in everything that he does. So Sam did, um, Hercules, the legendary journeys. Yep. And I don't know if he did all of them or just, you know, some of them, but his brother Ted was the, um, he was like the, the warrior guy in there. He's very distinctive looking. Bruce Campbell was also in there as the uh, like Robin Hood-like character.
0: Uh-huh. Well, and then Rob Tappert, that was involved in the first one, went on to do Xena.: Which they're all closely related. And so you're talking about, you know his brothers being in every movie. You know uh, who else has been in everything that that Sam's done? Bruce Campbell. His 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88, the old yellow car. Wait, that's Sam's. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was bought by his uh by his dad for the family when he was like 14. Right. Um, it's been Ash's car in every Evil Dead movie. It was in the Spider movies that Sam directed. It was Uncle Ben's car and Uncle Ben, and Aunt May's car. Really? Um. Yep. There was a movie he did called The Gift in 2000. It was in that. Um, it was in Drag Me to Hell, and it's been cameos in, ne- well, nearly all of his other movies. With as
1: much as they beat the shit out of that car, I'm impressed it's still, honestly, still standing.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it, is it if it's the original car or if it's just that. I need to find that out. That'd be really that mon- cool. Yeah, thing. that'd be cool to find out. Because that car's been through some shit. Yeah. Like, literally. Literally. Yep.
1: So... Okay, now we're what are we on now? Evil
0: Dead Two. Uh, yeah, I think we can go ahead and go on Evil Dead Two. Like or is there anything you want to go more not on? Not really be- because we're gonna we're gonna hit it again in two. Yeah. I know uh I mean one and and it's been a little bit since I've I've went back and rewatched those. I kinda need to. And sometimes things from one and two in in my getting old man brain get blurred together. Like this. Like that.
1: That's hot. Can you keep yeah. doing that?
0: Kind of like this. And so when they get <laughs> together.
1: <laughs>
0: if, anyway. Here's the church. Here's
1: the steeple.
0: <laughs> I just think that, that one episode of Beavis and Butthead when they're like, eh.
1: Yes. Or you remember in elementary making you yeah. do this and have someone yeah. do this and you go, what is this? It's a butthole.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, you guys that are just audio people, you have no idea what just happened.
1: You have no idea.
0: No idea. So Evil Dead 2, <clears throat> also known as Evil Dead 2, um, Dead by Dawn. This is one of the most confusing sequels. Yep. Because ever. it's not
1: really a sequel.
0: It's not really a sequel. But it is, but it isn't, but it isn't. But it is. But what it was isn't. the term you used? Okay, so um, I was going through some stuff earlier. I was looking at uh, some, some things from Screen Rant. And according to Bruce Campbell, there never was supposed to be an Evil Dead 2. Okay. Um, Apparently, Sam was having trouble getting rights to his own movie. And so Evil Dead 2 um, is what they called a requel. R-E-Q-U-E-L. Which means they essentially remade the Evil Dead with new people. They didn't have all the same cast come back. Which, I I like Campbell's statement here. He said, people... Thought Ash would be dumb to return to the same cabin with different people, but this wasn't the case. And so it's like it, it, it references the first movie a little bit. It, in the
1: fact that the cabin's there and his girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Um, but it so, also
1: introduces new characters. Yeah.
0: So it's basically the first movie again. It was shot as a recap with different actors, except Bruce, who reprises his role as Ash. And so, it's the next part of the timeline. Uh, all the, the events were still the same. Ash is still born in '58. They still go to the Nobi cabin. They still find the Necronomicon X Mortis, the. Which is the coolest name ever. Yes. Necronomicon. And let me think here. There it is.
1: So what's different? I'm, in I'm, this I'm looking is... at
0: this like this uh, this timeline thing, which is actually starting with Army of Darkness because of the whole time travel thing, right? And it's it's throwing me back off because you know how well we do with time travel. We hate time travel. Because was uh, okay. Well, we we'll get into that because in Evil Dead Two, Ash is also older. Ash should also be there somewhere, but hibernating or sleeping. How did they, How did he come back to the future? Was it, or did they make him sleep? Um, uh, there, there's a, there's a whole explanation about it, but I, keep, I just can't remember. I should have probably researched that before this, but you know, whatever. We're winging it. <laughs> um.
1: So one thing, yeah, one thing that is a constant in there, you have Ash, mm-hmm. and then you have his trees. girlfriend Linda.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna say trees. But,
1: Uh, And the the asshole evil trees. You do. Yes. Um, Actually, that is a constant, isn't it? There is.
0: It's saying that that Raimi actually regrets that scene with the tree. And when you say that scene with the tree, if you've seen the movies, you know exactly what we're talking about with Mm -hmm. that scene with the tree. A very handsy tree.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I'm not. hmm Yep. hmm The tree. Um. Hansy tree. Yep. Oh, yep. Hansy tree. Like. He, he said he. If, was, if he you know, you know. Yeah. He, he said he regrets doing that scene. And that, at the time, I, I think that was more for like shock value. I think it was. I don't think, even like as James uh, Gunn,
1: young James Gunn,
0: even as shocking as some of the things that we see in movies now,
1: and That's this is still this bad. is some
0: and the in these the things that we're saying like okay i'm trying to think of how i want to phrase this just phrase it they've heard words from us well, like we're saying like oh we we couldn't like we we see some pretty bad stuff now and we do some pretty you know see some pretty bad things but we couldn't do that what was done then you know now no that's a no. phrase that's going to be repeated until the end of time just because of the way you know the during but the you, 80s there's things like, oh well we couldn't do that now you got uh,
1: cancel culture now you've got and just shit that's not acceptable
0: that's just not acceptable we're growing and learning as a society and there's a lot of the things that we we'll go off a small tangent here that you know, people say you know oh the the youth of today are lazy and blah blah, blah that those almost exact words that people use to complain about younger generations have been said over and over again for centuries and centuries old people complaining about young people is nothing new yep not at there's all nothing special about the younger generation now that you need to complain about that the generation older than you complained about. You're just getting old and grouchy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm 100%. old and grouchy.
0: So anyway, that's my, my mini rant. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Rarely. so um, Rarely. Um, so
1: Linda is different in this one mm-hmm. than she was in the first one. Two different actors. Yep. And two, um,
0: Professor Nolby is still there. They used the original recording.
1: It sounded like it.
0: I think they used the original recording, but if I remember, at the Necronomicon looked a little different. Yeah, it, it did look a little different.
1: Um, really, the only constant was Ash. Yeah. Um, but then you had Linda was different, and then in two they introduced was it Ann Nolby? who was the quote-unquote daughter of um, Henrietta and mm-hmm. Professor Nolby. Yeah, yeah, it was Annie. It was Annie. Um, played by Sarah Barry, which she was awesome. Um, and Henrietta was even different,
0: I believe. Is this where we get Large Henrietta? You know who Large Henrietta was? It was one of Remy's brothers, wasn't it? It was Ted. Yeah, yeah it was Ted. It was Ted. It was um, was
1: played possessed Henrietta. Um, yeah, it was a different Henrietta from the first movie.
0: Is it the Henrietta that we see in the game? That's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's the the, it the possessed one. Yeah, yep. That's so. That's that's Ted's character. So what what you start seeing happen in Evil Dead Two, we we talked we've said it so many times for this about them being really self aware,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Campbell overacts so much in this movie but not in a bad way nope. there's there's bad overacting which is the most common form of overacting that you see and then there's there's it's to me it's almost an art like you can tell people that overact and they are being super cheesy just for the sake of overacting being super cheesy and it comes off terrible no uh, this is bruce campbell this he is so authentic with his overacting, that you love it. Like, you can't help but love it. Um, and in Evil Dead 2, there's a lot of things that happen. You know, he, uh, his hand gets infected, he loses his hand after he chops his, hand, uh, he chops his own hand off. Mm-hmm. Or saws it off. He gets the, cho- the chainsaw. or did he, he, did he chop it or saw it? He, uh, he sawed it. He because, saw it. If he I remember it. right.
1: Because as he killed Linda... He, yeah, because he chainsawed her head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he thought it, he was done with it, and he was sitting in the chair, and then her head just dropped out of nowhere, bit him on the hand, and infected his hand.
0: That's what it was. It got, he got bitten a little webbing. No, yep. And so... Then his hand became evil. His hand becomes evil. Before he cuts it off, he, he has this whole long spiel of fighting his own hand. That is attached to his body. This Which is, is where, amazing. Before he cuts his hand off. And I don't think that... Wait, it's a classic scene. It's a classic that's, scene.
1: What? That's something that everyone remembers from this movie.
0: And I don't think it's one that if you try to shoot it and take it serious, that it will come off very well.
1: No, because the look... You mean the look on his face when he's doing it, when he's gone? Yeah, when he's... just
0: <laughs> Yep. He's fighting, you know... There's he's fighting birds. his hand. Fighting. I'm kicking my own ass! So. It's delicious!
1: Um, it, It's just a great... It really is just a great scene if you take it for what it is.
0: Yeah. And him lopping his own hand off is... That is an icon, iconic moment for setting up the character of Ash for the, the remainder of the franchise. Yep. Because now he's got one hand and if... You know, you can tell that it was like he
1: doesn't—he doesn't die of
0: blood loss. Doesn't bl- die of blood loss, and they kind of taped over his nub, or they—you know—he wrapped his nub or whatever. And but it's like can, this long. You can still <laughs> tell, like his hand with his arm with his nub is still just as long as his arm with his hand. Like his nub, like they didn't hide it really well. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, his right hand became like ten feet long.
0: Yeah. Like, and you know, he he goes. He finds the chainsaw. He attaches the chainsaw. He finds his boom stick. There's so many iconic lines that come from this movie that, that carry, carry throughout pop culture in general. This is the movie where
1: he used the chainsaw to saw the, the boomstick mm-hmm. in half,
0: and so which he didn't do in the first one. He did not do in the first one, so he gets the double-barrel 12-gauge shotgun that— um, With unlimited ammo. With unlimited ammo. Sometimes it shot three shots and <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. and um you know you can find those on special at s mart i think it's Isle... uh aisle can uh aisle ash aisle ash um but that's his boomstick which also changes in length in army of darkness a couple of times
1: oh it does doesn't it i didn't um, even think about that
0: yeah cuz I, st- I started rewatching army of darkness the other night and when yeah we'll get to that when we get to that but the term boomstick for a short barrel or a, a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun. You see that come up? I think it was... Was it Doom or Quake? Um, we'll look here okay, real quick. It's Duke Nukem. Was it Duke Nukem? hmm So...
1: We'll, we'll go off on Duke Nukem here once we get to Army of Darkness. Okay. Let me put that in because that plays a huge part.
0: Um, see here,
1: it might be in Doom or Quake, but I'm almost positive it's Duke Nukem.
0: I'm looking really fast, furious typing.
1: Okay, so while Kyle's looking that up, um, it's there's just a lot of iconic scenes and one liners from this one. Because it's just, it really is just campy as hell. It doesn't make sense. He is bloody as fuck, but he mm-hmm. doesn't die. And that's kind of Ash's superpower. He does not die. Oh, and you get um, Dead Eye Ash in this one too. Maybe we should explain what a Dead Eye is. Go ahead. So, a Dead is when the demons. Okay, so what I love about this series is. They have this camera angle and it's got this, how would you describe it with how the demons sound like? You hear the swooshing and like kind of a buzzing almost. The, uh, oh, the unseeable force? Yeah.
0: Because that's something that you never see. No, it's unseeable. It's unseeable. And that was a like a, a design choice from Raimi is the, so many movies rely on you seeing mm-hmm. the, the evil, evil thing to be scared. And he wanted the the thought of it. To be what is scary, and still it still works, and he's very known for this. You know, I don't know if they have it on some type of gimbal or what it is, but it's a it's a. Imagine if you had a low flying drone, flown by a drunken toddler, <laughs> through the woods, and that that kind of whoa, that's yeah, what it is. That's what it looks like when it's following the unseeable force, the the energy that is is produced i think it's come, actually come from the necronomicon but the, that is possessing these it's, people it's, and yeah, creating the, the deadites yeah the demons you don't see it you're aware of it and um you know i i, I don't remember if the characters actually see it or not because you see them yeah, react they do. to it no they do because but you don't know what it looks like it's it's um very similar to um uh, what's uh, is it bird box where you never see the the actual um, evil things that are, you know, why that's why they they, they blindfold themselves because they see this demonic evil force that's been taking over the world to go commit suicide.
1: Oh, what suicidal. is that?
0: It's Bird Box. Is it Bird Box? Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: A oh, very no, they, similar concept.
1: They see it because, you know, they're always tripping and then they're going, no! Yeah,
0: but we never see it.
1: No, we never see it. The viewer never but, sees it. That's what I'm saying. You hear it. And mm-hmm. what is it? Is it a growl?
0: It's kind of a growl. I mean, you hear the 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 presence in evil dead too.
1: Yeah, and and you can hear it like making crunches on the leaves too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we as a viewer never see it. Never see it. And the deadites when they become deadites, they're basically they're not like zombies because they're they're demonically taken over. Their eyes become like cataracts, basically, mm-hmm. like all glossed over and just dead and like their faces become like they've been dead for a long time like no no um all their facial features become exaggerated like yes. the your eye sockets and like the bone around Cheap it become bigger and, bones yep. you see it um best plastic surgery you can get mm-hmm. um and then
0: really and you can die really, yeah, bad, really wigs. bad
1: wigs and it's hard for you to die like they get shot through the head Heads come off, bodies get come off, and they're still alive. Yeah. It takes a lot to kill a deadite. They're hard to kill. Except if you're in Army of Darkness. A lot of lot of hit points. Those
0: dead A lot A's. of HP. A lot of HP. A lot of HP. But, mm-hmm. Very yep, tanky. that's
1: what a deadite is.
0: Okay, so, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Now, I think you're more familiar with this one than I am, because I have a feeling that you've watched this at least 17 times maybe 18 okay
1: i love army of darkness so my first question and i've had this discussion with people before how the fuck does this even fit in with the evil dead because it it does but it doesn't because it's like there's deadites Mm -hmm. there's the necromicon Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it follows up from two when he gets transported to the past it, it, I mean, it's all a big circle how he wrote it, basically. But it kind of almost doesn't make any sense in the universe. Mm. Um, because it's, I would consider this more of a comedy. You kind of call it a comedic dark fantasy adventure film. Yep, that's that's what I, I mean. That's the best way to describe it. I, I would totally go with that. Um, Ash gets transported to the past. Knights catch him. And this is where all your classic Ash catchphrases come from.
0: Mm-hmm. So many of them.
1: This leads into Duke Nukem. So some of the phrases are, hail to the king, baby. Mm-hmm. Come here, give daddy some some sugar. Um, this is my boomstick. Um. What's the other ones? Hey, there's a bunch from that movie. There's so many. But... They made this video game back in the 90s?
0: 92. Is that when Duke Nukem came out? Uh, I had a... I don't know when Duke Nukem 3D came out. It was definitely after 92. Okay, so... Because early 91, to I think, was Doom. 90, 91, 92, or 92, 93. Did this... Army Darkness came out close to the same time as Doom. Doom came out before Duke Nukem. 92. So... They modeled Duke Nukem a lot after Ash.
1: because mm-hmm. um, except well, and then it, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem also took from other famous horror movies like um, They Live, the Rowdy Rowdy Piper.
0: Oh, it was you know. just a, a, a pop culture melting pot.
1: He, it really was like uh, I'm over the over to, the top
0: action and horror movies. I'm here to kick
1: ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Mm-hmm. You know, that's from they live but a lot of Duke Nukem was based off of Ash's character in Army of Darkness, the Hail to the King. Um, He fights a deadite in there. This film has, um, it's set in the past. Um, I think you put, it came out in 1992, originally conceived as Evil Dead 3, the Medieval Dead. Um, And it's supposed to be a sequel to the first two
0: movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, loosely. Apparently, and i kind of going through some trivia and stuff here. That all three Evil Dead films can be seamless seamlessly cut together into one long I could production with a little bit of the indu- introductory footage in the sequels taken out. And I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's this one. I it's more of yeah. You put more slapstick and dark comedy than hor- horror gore. It, it gory. It really, it really is because. In it, Ash gets taken over by a second head, evil head. Well, Okay, no. Nope. Rewind. Huh. So there many is, things. This is, this is, I think, the movie that establishes Ash for who Ash is. Like, cements it. Because you start seeing it in two, but in three is like the main Ash character that we see in the TV show. This one, like, the guy said, okay, when you take the Necromicon you have to say these words exactly. And Ash's like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. And and when he's supposed to say the words in it, he starts going, Klaatu not know," And he kind of looks around, he's like, he's like, takes it. It ends up spawning these little mini ashes, which you can see on the cover. And it's hilarious because they're all mini ashes. It's actually him. Like, they're running around. They're like the brownies in Willow. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. I mean, almost exactly, because they're running and stabbing him with, like, a, a butter knife and shit. Well, they and capture one of them, him at
0: one point, don't they?
1: Yeah, they capture him, and that's how they open his mouth, and he's, one of them jumps down his throat. That's how oh, the yeah, evil that's where head he gets, yeah. comes out, evil ash. And he ends up, you know, it splits off, and he kills the evil ash, buries him, puts the cross on there. But then, Evil Ash comes back as the main evil, as the necromancer
0: mm-hmm.
1: who raises all the
0: dead, and he raises the army of darkness.
1: Army of darkness, yeah. And it's what is it? It's, it's originally called Ash versus the Army of Darkness, isn't it? But we uh, just know it as Army of Darkness. Okay,
0: so the 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 name of the movie had had several iterations before it finally came out. Uh, Sam Raimi originally wanted to call the movie The Medieval Dead. Uh, for the little throwback, Universal Pictures refused. Uh, the title, Army of Darkness, was created by Urban Shapiro, who was an uncredited producer in the first Evil Dead um, and executive producer of Evil Dead 2. He died two years before the film was made. So, you know, Rami naturally wanted to give it the title Evil Dead 3 Army of Darkness, uh, but the studio wanted the film to stand on its own. It's kind of separate from the rest of the series. They wanted this to be able to be a standalone. Movie, which it can be, you can watch it. Can it. Um, so they just went with Army of Darkness. Um, now for the UK release, it was called Army of Darkness The Medieval Dead. Um, in Japan, it was called Captain Supermarket. So, it was, <laughs> was it really? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Captain Supermarket. Mm-hmm. Ash has emotional damage! God,
0: somebody needs to make an Evil Dead anime. Like, I would watch the shit out I of it. I would that. watch it, yeah. Could you imagine? Because you could do so much with that. I want it to be done in English. I want the voice acting to be done in English. But then I want it to be redubbed also in English. But... Done as if it was dubbed if it was over dubbed over Japanese. So then you have that you see what I'm saying? You have that that no (laughs) like oh
1: and actually Bruce Campbell, the way he delivers lines would be perfect at that.
0: Mm -hmm. Have him dub over himself.
1: Because yeah, anime is you know like over the top shit a lot of the times, depending on what
0: what it is. A lot of times the voice acting is super over the top and when (laughs) because you lose stuff in translation and you have to make it
1: yeah. But I don't, I, I want to be clear about something with you all too. I know we keep saying, you know, Bruce Campbell overacts, blah, 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 blah. Like, we don't he's mean that in a this. bad way. No, we, Kyle and I, have nothing but respect. We love Bruce Campbell.
0: If you watch any of his other movies, like, that's his acting style, and which is amazing. And, like, yeah, we love Bruce Campbell. He does it effortlessly. Anything that you see him in, um, because that's, well, that's not his only acting style. Like, you've seen him do little bit roles here and there where he's not. You know, over the top and over exaggerated with the things that he does, and he's a good actor.
1: Mm-hmm. I he's think, a great actor, ace of um, jack of all trades.
0: Here's what I think of when I think of his acting style, and and you know, going to rehash this again while we're on it. Is you have you have you have people when you when you watch older B um, and really campy horror movies and things, you can tell people that they're not the best actors and they're overcompensating, they're overacting for it and then you have what i think Bruce does is he can act he's acting like he's overacting and that's what sells it so good it's not mm-hmm. he's not overacting that's his god that's so hard to explain in my head it makes so much sense
1: it i i know what you i know what you're getting at
0: yeah he he is acting like he is overacting and it sells it so well he, i mean everything that he does uh, where he does that style with Evil Dead, Bubba Hotep. Um, you know, I never, okay, Burn so notice, I never watched Burn Notice. Um, so he was great in that. I can't reference his acting style on that as if it was good acting or if it was his over the top acting or if it He's was in done a lot of
1: voiceover work too.
0: Yeah. Very mega,
1: XLR. Um, oh, he was Lobster Johnson in, um, uh, uh hellboy the science of oh, okay. evil the video game um he was in cars 2 is rod
0: redline torque i didn't know that i mean he's had little cameos in almost everything that that you know sam Raimi used and he's been in was he in all the spider-mans yeah he was all in those all, all the ones that that Raimi directed Raimi did yeah
1: Jack of all trades, like uh was an old TV show. It was it's kind of the same universe as um I know I said that before, uh as Hercules and Xena, except it's set like in the he's like a pirate almost. Okay. A con man pirate. And it is just so much fun. Um he was in that and and he he basically played an old timey ash character. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's again. We love him. He was a he was a voice in uh, Call of Duty, Exo Zombies, Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. Captain Lennox.
0: Huh. There's something cool about uh, Army of Darkness. Uh, it's infamous for having four different versions upon release. There was the U.S. theatrical, the European okay. director's cut. Um, and the US TV each included deleted extended scenes as well as scenes that were re edited in a different order depending on what version the viewer watched. Really? The one that had the most restored scenes was the 90 minute US TV version. All of the ver- these versions have been compiled in a box set that was released in both the US and Germany.
1: It's weird. Hmm. He's huge in Germany, like David Hasselhoff.
0: Yes. Uh that's a good compare. I would man, a Bruce Campbell Hasselhoff movie where they oh, we just had a genius idea I think. Where they're like age I watch it. We got to think of something where they're like they were like a young awesome cop duo at one yeah. time and now they're older and they're brought back in to like fight crime and then there's like maybe some deadites appear. I don't know. But if you had him not playing, you know, Bruce not playing Ash and Hasselhoff just being Hasselhoff. Right. That would be an amazing movie. I would watch the shit out of that. I, actually I, I would. would too. Send would us our too. money in the mail.
1: Hey, give us our money. Um, but yeah, so that's basically um, Army of Darkness. It's, it's yeah. just a fun movie. It's a standalone almost, but it fits into the, the whole universe.
0: There's so many goofs and errors and things and stuff that just – really doesn't make sense. Like, they're supposed to be in Europe, right? Right. Right. Um, Because you have King Arthur, and you have these medieval things, but they're really, like, in a gravel pit in San Bernardino running around. Because, like, oh, yeah, this is Europe. And, like, that's a gravel pit. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, It's just one of those movies that you have to tell people, like, don't take it too serious. Just enjoy mm-hmm. it for what it is, which seems like that's a lot of movies that we watch. Kyle
1: and I don't like the campy sh- horror shit, mm-hmm.
0: so that's why we do a lot what of this it, kind of stuff. One we watched replace Home Sweet Home. Yep, yep. Like we just, you just have to accept it for what it is. Don't go with expectations. Be able to laugh at it. the The movies that are so bad they're good, which would probably, I don't know if any of these really fit into that because I think. It's not that they're so bad that they're good. It's they're so aware of how bad that they could have been. And then they play off of that. They just, they don't take it serious. And people love it because it's authentic. Mm -hmm. Being authentic, I think, is the big thing for these movies. Is when we talk about Campbell's over-the-top acting and and the movie being self-aware and stuff, they're authentic. They know what they are. They know what these movies are. And they're unashamedly going forward with it and not trying to be too serious about it. Not trying to make you believe like, yeah, this is the greatest horror and special effects movie ever with amazing deep storylines and all that. No, no, it's not. And it's not, not meant to be. And they absolutely 100% know it. And that makes it authentic. And that's why we love it. hundred percent. Mic drop. Oh God. <laughs> don't, don't drop your mic. <laughs> that thing's expensive. Yeah. It's, it's safe. It's got a strap. It's not going anywhere. Okay, good. So, where I'll did we get to it. from this? Oh, there was a musical. Yeah, the music. Go over the musical because you've been playing the music from it. All I know is the music from the musical. I Which, didn't even know it was a thing. Okay. The music's so we, actually pretty good. The music's catchy as hell. We, we, you know, we started the episode. We were talking about the, the Evil Dead game that we were playing. And a, a struggle that I come into quite a bit. Some people don't give a shit. I kind of do. Um, is, music that I'm playing when before my stream starts or while the stream's going or different things, Twitch has a way of hitting you with a DMCA. Um, uh, You know, they can mute your your VOD, your recording of it. You can get strikes. You could eventually get kicked off of Twitch if you play too much copyrighted music. And I kind of try to watch what I do and what I don't do, and I'll kind of test it out a little bit. And so I'm looking for before we play Evil Dead for the first time, Mm -hmm. I was looking for music. Like I was looking for the original score from the original movies, something that I could play while my intro screen was rolling while I was setting things up. And I'm on Spotify, I'm going through things and I come across Evil Dead, the musical. Didn't even know that was a thing. And so like, okay, I kind of pre screen a couple of songs like these sound really good. I'm going to roll the dice and just go ahead and play this. And they're hilarious. The songs are hilarious. If you love the movies, if you never even watch the musical if you love the movies the songs are great we, you want to talk about being self aware and making fun of yourself those songs are perfect for that. Mm-hmm. and uh no tmca strikes so far so i'm gonna keep playing them um but the musical debuted in a small bar in toronto in 2003 so this after army of darkness predates the tv show that launched on stars in 2013 um it actually made it to to new york city off broadway in 2006 since then it's been performed in over 200 cities um i think nuts? i think it started it seems like it started as like a fan tribute kind of thing especially if it started in a really small bar like hey this would be cool to do well uh, since then they've gained full support from the original crew the original cast the writers the producers like everybody involved with the original evil dead fully behind this one like campbell's been to multiple cities just to watch it yeah um, it's kind if, of a mashup of all of well, the first two, a little bit. Um, like I said, I haven't personally seen it, and I haven't found a way to watch it yet. Um, I think right now the only way to watch is if you can catch a live showing of it somewhere in your city or if city they're even interview. doing it anymore, if they're even doing it anymore. But it combines the elements of one and two, it's got supposedly has the, the slapstick comedy of Army of Darkness because Army of Darkness is very, very slapstick. Mm-hmm. Um, and also has a splatter zone in the first three rows so they use real practical effects and there's blood and shit and stuff that goes flying like i imagine it as a like if you've ever been to a uh, guar concert or if you're aware of a guar concert i don't know chris that may be out of your realm but uh, i know
1: who guar is
0: yeah same but I haven't thing i've been to one there's a splatter zone um, it's a lot larger than the first three rows because they got some pressure behind some of the effects that they use, and you're going to get covered in some type of Ew. simulated fluids from a very long distance. But the, the musical for Evil Dead, they do have the, the first three rows instead of the splatter zone. And the New York Times has called it the next Rocky Horror Picture Show. Which is awesome. Which is awesome um so just them saying that i'm going to assume it's a very audience interactive experience and they're going to embrace that so i would love to see it i really would i would too i don't know um what i'm going to do real quick because you've seen more of the tv show than i have i've seen the whole tv show so i'm gonna let you start on that while i look for um musical times
1: so 20 um are we not going to do the 2013 movie Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, so 2013. <laughs> that's first, yeah. I forgot about that. Because um, that came so, before the TV show. It did come before the TV show. So 2013, The Evil Dead comes out. Same title Not as the Evil original. Dead. Well, the original was The Evil Dead, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it I thought it was just Evil Dead.
0: I thought it was The Evil Dead. Evil Dead. No, it was The Evil Dead.
1: Was it?
0: Yeah. But 2013, hold on.
1: No, the 2013 was called Evil Dead. The The original was The Evil Dead.
0: Yeah, the original was The Evil Dead. 2013 was Evil Dead. Hey, I got remember to being up. so excited for this when it came mm-hmm. out. I was a little nervous about it, but I was really excited to see it because from the trailers and stuff, you can tell like this is being taken as a serious horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sort of a reimagining-ish, a remake of the original. Right. Um, but there are it's also kind of a loose sequel. It's weird. It's kind of like how Evil Dead 2 relates to Evil Dead 1. Yeah. It's it's a remake. It's another I would I would call it another requel because it does make there's some subtle hints and references to the original as you go through it. Um this one is still fairly recent, so I'm not gonna try to ruin a lot of things for people. I would recommend to watch it, especially if you right. watch the other ones. Um it was uh, directed by, I want to butcher his name, Fede Alvarez. But it was still produced by Ramy, Ramy uh, Campbell, and Tappert. So you had your original big three still involved in production. Um, follows pretty close to kind of the same concept of the, the original movie. With better special effects, um, new actors, new, sh- new visual styles, all that. It's a very much more modern movie. Mm-hmm. But you do have a post-credit cameo mm-hmm. where you see, if I remember right, there's like a side profile of Ash, just barely, you know, kind of visible. Um, what did he say at the end? He says, uh, did he say groovy or did he say hell to the king? I thought he said groovy.
1: I don't remember. I need to go back. That's one I need to go back and rewatch.
0: I'll tell you real quick here. Um. Uh, well, Ash was not recast in it, which is good. I see. Can't and remember. That was kind of. I was also kind of a big thing. Was um. For Bruce to be on board with it, there could not be. There wasn't a new Ash. Yeah. What did he say at the end? I'm trying to find it. I thought I wrote it down. I did he either said Groovy or he said hail to the king. At the end of But it will be important what he says. Oh, the movie was originally slated to be uh, NC seventeen. I could see that. Um uh... it does it does tie to the show a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll rewatch it and we'll get back to y'all on that. Yeah. I can't find it. There wasn't a new Ash, but at the end, um, here we go. Here, I'll do this real quick. Evil Dead. 2013. 13. Oh, man. He said. Uh, Oh, he says Groovy. I thought it was. Yeah, which he also... He said an Evil Dead, too, and he said in Army of Darkness. I was hoping he would... that it was Hail to the King, because that would then kind of help tie it to Army of Darkness more so. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool movie. Really cool movie. Um. I have found a production here's productions here's a list of evil dead the musical um looks like we just missed the kansas city missouri show by a month oh Oh, we did yep uh they're being colorado ontario north carolina oregon nevada georgia florida idaho tennessee washington alberta british columbia california california new jersey tennessee tennessee new jersey denver colorado nothing Nothing close. Kansas City would have been the uh, the closest one, and uh, we didn't get that. Which
1: so. sucks. I would have loved to have seen that. If it goes close, you and I are going. Not
0: chove. Not chove. Not chove. Anyone but, yeah. but chove can go. So at the end of Evil of Evil Dead the twenty thirteen, you do get a brief cameo of Ash at the end. They're saying that that it's all tied. It's all tied together. It's all related somehow. Uh, Then we get Ash versus the Evil Dead, which kind of returns back to your Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2 style.
1: Yep, yep. So this originally um, showed up on Showtime. And I remember just being so excited about this. And we revisit, like, basically Army of Darkness Ash. Mm-hmm. womanizing. Well, and I guess Evil Dead 2 Ash. Um cuz, you know, he's the womanizer um just kind of a loser. He he wears a girdle in it.
0: Oh yeah, forget about the girdle.
1: He wears a girdle um and he is still he still has the necromicon. Don't ask me how, but he has it still. Yep. And um, he is, um, for lack of better terminology, railing this girl in the uh, bar that he goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden she turns around and she's like, "You know, we're well, we're coming for you, Ashy." Ooh, that's pretty uh, good. Thanks, and uh.
0: He's, it dead scares out. him <laughs> what a little t-pain dead eye at the end there a <laughs> little bit
1: he uh he's like what and he starts whoa and she's like well i'm almost there and he's like okay well let's finish and uh <laughs> it goes to this whole we get introduced to new characters pablo who became one of my favorites in the series kelly was pretty good we have um lucy lawless who was in hercules and xena Mm-hmm. uh frequent collaborator with Ramy
0: is in it kind of tying all um, that back in together again
1: yeah lucy, it, it,
0: I, I love me some lucy lawless and she's super hot um yes i hope but, i can age as well as she did
1: no neither of us is going to age that well no
0: i've already look I'm at already us right aged. now yeah look at us now and she's like how old is lucy now gotta be in her 50s oh and then some i would bet lucy lawless hey yeah, you look it up um the way Ash
1: Ash, not even inadvertently releases the deadites, the de- the evil. But basically he's high, smoking weed with this girl in his trailer. Mm-hmm. And he's same car. And yep. she's like, you know, I want to see something scary. And he's like, oh, this will freak you out. And so he shows her the Necromicon and he reads from it because she can't read it. And releases the evil. This is where we get... The Keeper of Secrets to um Elgin Elgon from um the video game the guy with no no eyes and the mm-hmm. he's in that that's where we get him from um, and what's unique about the t v show is it gives us three season three seasons of expanded lore into the universe that the movies couldn't cover mm-hmm. like. Um, Lucy Lawless introduces herself as the daughter of the Nobies, Um, and you come to find out she's one of the ancient ones that they yep. referenced. And she's the one who wrote the Necromicon, but she rebelled against them. And it has like a, a dead-eyed teddy bear. Giant mascot is in this show. Um, it's it's just so well done and just so campy. You can't help but love the damn show. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so much fun. And you know, after this, well, I'd say after the video game, um, Campbell said, "You know, I'm done with Ash. Ash's tale is done. I'm I'm out." Yeah. But the TV show, it's on uh, Netflix now. Oh, they
0: move it to Netflix.
1: It's on Netflix, so you can watch it. It is if you like Evil Dead. It is worth a watch. It is well worth a watch. It is just great. Like, one scene, um, Kelly gets possessed by the demon. Um, what is the damn demon's name? Steve. And it's Steve. Steve the demon. Mm-hmm. From
0: Ash versus... So, isn't it in the TV show where you have the demons that they're fighting that are kind of similar looking to some of the Cenobites from Hellraiser? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. okay, that's what okay. and that's
1: that's the one in um that's the one from the video game. Okay, that's the second one., um, oh, with one thing we forgot to mention, it's all based on Kand- Kandorian Kandorian lore too that's where the book they said comes from an ancient race and then one thing that is consistent through everything mm-hmm. is the kandorian dagger that can kill the evil um kandorian or kandarian maybe kandarian 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 i don't remember elegos is the demon yeah um keep her the secrets but it's it's the tv show is just fun it's just so much fun.
0: So with the TV show ran for three seasons.
1: Oh, and you get a super evil Ash in it too. Nice. From, it
0: grew from his hand. So we've got, let me find it here. I didn't put this in the show notes because I found out about it um, after the fact. So supposedly, supposedly, supposedly. Supposedly coming this year, coming soon. To a theater near you. To a theater near you. No, I think this is going to be... Is this going to be a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. Evil Dead Rise. So the uh, the, the little blurb of it is a uh, twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version a family imaginable, directed by Lee Cronin, written by Lee Cronin and Sam Raimi, uh, stars Lisa Sutherland, Lily Sullivan, Morgan Davies, with uh, full support from Bruce Campbell. Although, so it was a re- this is coming out supposedly in twenty twenty two, coming out this year. It was supposed uh, to come out in January. Yeah, filming on it wrapped last year, I think. Um, it was. It kind of started its life as plans for a sequel to the 2013 Evil Dead. Then um, I think I mean, it just became its own beast. Didn't it, it kind of became its own thing. Um, it was scheduled. It's scheduled to be released in the United States in May. Okay, so it's going to be straight to HBO Max. Oh, is it really? Yeah, but I, d- I haven't seen anything new about the release date on it yet. No,
1: there's nothing on. I've been looking. There's nothing on the release date. Yep.
0: Um, it's going to be sit in the city. The protagonist will not be Ash, so it's an Ashless Evil Dead. Uh, which, which is weird. Chaps me a little bit to be Ashless. Ashless chaps. Ash- uh. <laughs> <laughs> Groovy. Groovy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. I really so, am. So there's some ties. Yeah, I don't know. Th- like, there's not a lot of info about it. It's just going to be sit in an urban environment, um, I haven't seen like I, said, I haven't let's see if there's anything anywhere new on the release date. Which you you did you check? Uh, HBO Max like release yeah. dates and Couldn't all that. Couldn't find anything. Yeah. Um. Which is not everything a good I'm sign. seeing is just seeing sometime in 2022. But the filming on it's wrapped, from what I can tell. Yeah, it's it's done. Hmm. I mean, it's um, going to be Evil Dead Five, basically. What they're saying. Uh, so. Let's see, Gremlins:
1: Secret of the Mogwai, Evil what? Dead: Rise. Yeah, you didn't know about that Evil Dead show or uh, Gremlins TV show on HBO Max. Nice this year. HBO Max uh, is
0: really making a good push. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah, it just says Evil Dead: Rise on the, along with Doom Patrol season four. Oh, good. Love Doom Patrol um yeah it doesn't say shit it just Mm -hmm. says sometime this year
0: the edit has been locked okay so i'm reading something from uh where am i at now comicbook.com this came out in march the editing is done um they're still doing the sound design and, and score which was in this was in march um but they're still saying later this year. So picture lock on evil dead rise. Uh, this is from Lee Cronin. So this is from the director. Yeah. Picture lock. So that's done. Uh, one step closer to unleashing this beast into, into the world. Six months editing have gone into this timeline onto music composition and sound design. We go, that was March 10th. So it's the filming's done. They just got to add some sound and do a little tweaking. So yeah. I would expect it by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, it, um, I'm looking forward to it. That might be a good community movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. yeah. That's our little, our little quick and dirty evil. That said, there's so much stuff that we could cover from this, and we just kind of try to high-fly over I know there's a lot of things that we missed. I mean, we could spend hours breaking down the first movie and talking about all the cool little things from the behind-the-scenes things. Like, we didn't even talk about shimps and what I'm trying to figure out exactly where shimp came from. Uh, When we're talking about the um, uh, the Shimp beer showed up in the show, second season. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen two conflicting, there's two conflicting things on where that came from for me. One was, it was a reference to Bruce Campbell's favorite stooge of three stooges. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, well, Shimp was his nickname. Crap, what was his name? Anyway, but Shimp is also a term for when an actor takes over the role of another actor, either if they have passed away or if they're just taking on a dead version of them. Just like what happened in a lot of the, the older movies was when another actor would play the dead version of uh, a character after they got dead-eyed. Right. Those were called shimps. And so it could be either or or both. Who knows? I didn't know that. Yeah. Good find, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I watched so, the whole let, like behind-the-scenes thing a long time it. ago, and that's something that stuck with me.
1: So let's, well, we're wrapping up here. Let's talk about the next couple of weeks, what's going to happen here. All right. Um, this is going to release on this Monday. On Memorial um, Day. On Memorial Day. Um, mm-hmm. So as you're heading to the lake or wherever you're going, give us a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, normal 3 a.m. time. But I will be at Disney with the family starting tomorrow, Sunday, for a week. So, Kyle, so next, the following episode, we have something special planned for you all. I will probably won't have time to work on a picture for it like I do for the rest of them. So Kyle, Kyle will find something, but Kyle's got something special planned for it. I don't know what, but we have something special planned Mm -hmm. for next week. We'll see if it works.
0: This is Um, going to be monumental success. Or, an an colossal, or a colossal failure. One of the two. Either way, you guys are going to be around for it. it, it,
1: it I, th- I think it has the potential to be super funny. Um, yeah. if, Either way, we're we going to have fun,
0: fun doing it. Yeah. And Which, if, I, if I can do it in the way that we discussed last night to do it, it's, it's going it's to be a lot of work, but it'll be worth it.
1: it it'll be worth it. And, you, it, you know, um, when you get to your mom's, if you get time, text me. And so we can work out maybe a couple of these details. Okay. Um, if you get time uh but we'll start recording probably maybe tomorrow when i get off the plane um because we can't even we'll get there at like 7 p.m so yeah after leaving at 10 30 in the morning um then after that we were gonna have to record like three episodes in a row because then i'll be in hawaii for 12 days Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so that'll be a two-week period where we're gonna have to pre-record um we might we have an earlier episode we recorded, and we've been holding on to it. It's about Disney movies. It's very rough cut because it was some of
0: our earlier shit. It was before we figured out how to make ourselves sound better. Yeah. Um, and I think I had hair then, too. You did have hair then. <laughs> but, um,
1: so I mean, we're, we're going to be might, that.
0: You might catch that episode next week, depending on how we can piece all this other stuff together. And then oh. that might be the next one, but well, we, so we,
1: we're going to have stuff for you all. It just not may not be in the same frequency. We have our hundredth episode coming up too, mm-hmm. which that's we really have soon. to talk about and plan something for that. Yeah. Cause that's a big thing for us, you know, over a year of doing this and we're that's finally going to reach episode hundred. That's a lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. So, and none of this would be possible without any of you. Yeah. Thank so you, we, you guys thank for,
0: you. for listening and hanging out with us and, helping this community grow and it's uh it's been a it's been a ride it's been fun and mm-hmm. you know made a lot of new friends along the way from doing this so it's uh and you know was able to introduce some of my friends to chris and vice versa and and uh so we've had we've had a good run with this so we hope hopefully do something really fun and cool on the on the 100th we will um we'll see how that goes because yep. it, it'll be it'll be interesting so, with that, this has been Every Man's Guide to Nerddom. I'm Chris, and I'm Kyle. And wherever you guys are, please have a great morning, evening, night, whatever time it is, wherever it is, wherever you are, and please be good to each other. Nerdcore, rise up! See ya. It could get elevated. Nerdcore, rise
1: up! It could get
0: elevated. <laughs> Nerd used to be just a made-up word. MCs shy to wait.